Of course. But not the whole truth. I don't know the whole truth. I don't know what happened to her. Wish I didn't believe you. You know, it's very hard to trust someone you don't understand. You're a very strange man. You have no idea. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's me, your pal, Dave Juskow, on a beautiful September afternoon, evening, whatever the hell it is, it's September, and we're ready for football. It's happening. It's here finally. It's going to be an amazing fall. Fall in New York City. It's still summer, but it's coming. It's happening. Couldn't be more thrilled. Oh, my God. I have so much going on. I'm I'm actually happy. You know, I get depressed a lot, but uh, I'm in a pretty damn good mood. Although today, you know, before I started, I was uh, very angry. But now I'm in a better mood. I'm home. I'm upset now. It's like uh, 7. You know, it's It's getting dark already now. It's making me uptight because, you know, last season... Had a lot of problem with the early darkness. A lot of problem. You know, mentally, physically, sexually. What? Oh, no, not really. <laughs> How you doing? Anyway, uh, let's get the show started today. It's going to be a quality show. And by myself, can you believe that clip we played at the beginning? I'll explain that in a second. You have no idea. That's my Jeremy Irons imitation. So, yes, uh, here we are. Week one, the NFL, September 9th, taping this football starts tomorrow. But I'm by myself today because I just couldn't get things together. I got too much going on. I'm putting together the football pool. Well, that's really it. It was just taking my time out. I had a long weekend. I actually did stuff. I actually left the house multiple times. Kept coming back to make sure the cat was okay, you know, because we're back together. She's, uh, you know, back from vacation. It's me and Selena. And, um, but I was out and about doing stuff, and um, the show suffers. So I asked my friend Lenny Marcus to be the first guest because, you know, he works for the New York Giants and all that, and he's, you know, a really great comic and a good pal. Uh, But he has a spot at the cellar tonight at 8, so he couldn't make it. But next week, Lenny Marcus will be my guest, and as you know, or maybe you don't know, but, uh, you know, it's been a year. I've been doing this show for one year today, and Lenny was one of my favorite episodes, actually. And yeah, one year, can you believe it? This is my uh, my anniversary show. Almost done about 50 shows, and uh, yeah. That's the end of the theme, ladies and gentlemen. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's an anniversary show. Well, I probably should have had a multiple guest, but I don't. And I don't mind because I have a lot to say and, I, you know, I don't know. Then I can't get to everything. And, you know, you know me. You know me. I just keep blabbing away until somebody distracts me, like last week's guest, Jessica Pilot, who, um, you know, was wonderful. But let's face it, she's annoying. But um, great girl. What are you going to You can probably tell how annoying she You know, I'm just like, are you, you know, when she's like, oh, I'm hungry. We have to stop the podcast. I mean, I get hungry, too. I always get hungry during the podcast, but uh, I don't know why. I try and eat a lot about 2 o'clock, so I won't be hungry. But I guess by 8 o'clock, I would be hungry again, or 9. I mean, I'm always hungry. Who am I kidding? Every day. I mean, I'm fat, but I'm not 
you know, super fat. I'm not, I mean, you might say, God, that guy's fat, but, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not rotund fat. I'm not classic. I'm just, you know, old Jewy fat. But, um, all I can think about is food, like a fat person. I'm just always just like, wait, should I eat now? Should I eat later? What am I having? Can I eat enough? Can I eat this? Because I know I'm going to, I'm going to get sick after it, even though I'm going to eat it. But am I close enough to a bathroom or, you know, these are the things that go through my head on a daily basis. You think it's easy being me? You think it's easy? It's not. Let me tell you what I did this weekend, though. The reason I played that clip at the beginning was because on Friday, I went down to the Comedy Cellar, where they treat me oh so nice, and got to see Alan Dershowitz, who I love because he's a you know a really interesting guy, and that movie Reversal of Fortune is amazing, even though it's played by a different guy. I actually thought I was going to see Ron Silver, but I heard he died. So, um, And it was a debate with him and a couple other jerk-offs uh, <laughs> that uh, guys I didn't know and one complete jerk-off who um, were debating the Iran contract. And it was great, you know, in talking about, uh, you know, Israel and, and how it affects them and stuff. And, and Dershowitz is, you know, I mean, he's a really interesting guy. Here's like uh, him and Noam Chomsky going at it in a debate. Not to repeat the disastrous mistakes they made in 48, they made in 67, they made in 2000, they made in 2001. This time say yes, accept the Palestinian state, build it create an economy, create a political system, and finally peace can be achieved. Thank you, Professor Chomsky. For those who you would like to see the map, I have it. It's, as I said, from Ron Pundak, the leading Israeli scholar, the head of the Shimon Peres Peace Center. Uh, it shows, uh, this is the Camp David map, which was which Clinton recognized was impossible, which is why they went on to Taba. Uh, and it cuts through the West Bank completely. Uh, it's not that. It's, it is. Here it is. This is here it is. This is Ron Pundak's okay. map. That's the one the Palestinians. We know sorry, everyone can Ron see Pundak them clearly. Ron is not a Palestinian. He's the head of the Shimon Peres This is Peace Dennis Center. Ross's map. Yes. I love when they yell at each other. I mean, that's good stuff. Two intellects completely on two different sides just yelling at each other. It's, the, it's, it's you know, it's uh, boring, at, you know, at some points, but it's kind of great. You know, these two really, really intelligent guys just going at it and talking about their theories. It's very Woody Allen-esque in a way, you know, but um, well, it's really interesting, you know, seeing a guy like Dershowitz who, you know, is just so unbelievable and so smart and, you know, he, uh, the guy that got Klaus von Bülow off when nobody could. It was almost as good as John Adams. And I don't know whether you know this, and of course, you know, if most of you listen, I'm obsessed with John Adams, so... It's almost like John Adams getting off the Boston Massacre soldiers, the British Boston Massacre soldiers, the the British soldiers that killed the Americans in the Boston Massacre. He got them off. He he took their case and got them and said, "Look, there's got to be a. We got to be fair. We got to have a fair trial." And he, and he got them off. I mean, that's what that's what Dershowitz did, and and John Adams became president. I mean, he's. He's begging in that particular clip for a Palestinian state, and the other guy's going, like, what are you, a retard? I mean, you know, it's not going to happen. But, And they both have interesting points of view, but whatever. Anyway, down at the comedy cell, are you expecting that? 
That's what made it awesome. They have a place called the Village Underground, and it's an offshoot of the Comedy Cellar, so everybody plays there. So, like, Louis C.K. will go to the Comedy Cellar, and then he'll walk over to the Village Underground, do another set, so he can pack more people in so they can see all their favorites. And, you know, it's good every night. And this time, the owner, um, who's just a wonderful guy, uh, Gnome, and he said he put this debate together in four days. If I had known earlier, I would have invited my mother. She would have loved it. Um, and they took questions from the audience and everything. It's just funny when you hear the questions from the audience because the, the audience is smart. And I, I don't think I could ask a proper question. You know, I'd be like, uh, yes, uh, Mr. Dershowitz, uh, first of all, uh, Ron Silver's portrayal of you in Reversal of Fortune was uh, unbelievable. Uh, secondly, uh, when you said the line, uh, you're a very strange man, and he said, uh, you have no idea, Alan. Uh, was that for real? Or I mean, that would be the questions I was asking, you know, and so... I'm glad they didn't give me the microphone that day. And like I said, they like me at the Comedy Cellar, so I don't want any trouble. That's why I won't perform there. They're always like, oh, why don't you perform? You know, uh, Esty, who books the club, she's like, when is Jessica going to perform? I'm never going to perform there. I'm not going to blow it. I've blown it at every club I've ever been to in my entire life by performing and then mostly drinking there. So I'm trying not to drink there either because um, Esty doesn't like when I get drunk. I was banned for a long time from there because I bought a couple of skanks in there and uh, they were really drunk and... That's why my friend Lee put in a no skank rule. I know that's uh, horrible to say, but it's just funny to hear a couple of gay guys say, no, "There's." I thought we had a no skank rule. Uh, the funny thing is these girls are very nice. They're just really drunk <laughs> and uh, really ruined it there for me for a long period of time, but perhaps I deserved it. But that's what I did on Friday, if you can imagine, and it was super fun, though, and just interesting to do on a Friday night, uh, Labor Day weekend, you know, you know something very New Yorkish. To do that's why I said Woody Allenish, and I I just you know find that completely fascinating, and then uh, Saturday went to went to my mom's uh, because I had to because it had been time, and I just got a problem with my brake lights on my car. My brake lights I've taken them like three different places. I think I have an electrical problem or something. But then I bought it to these guys in Brooklyn, and they fixed it for ten bucks when everybody was charging two hundred seventy five, and then. I went home. My sister demanded I fix it myself, so I did, and then it worked. And then as soon as I got to my mom's, my sister was following me, and she goes, it's it's out again, jerk off. Um, I don't know why I keep saying jerk off. I love that word. I don't know. I already started doing it, and it just um, sunk in. But uh, also, my niece, Dory, is in Rutgers, and so it was the first game, and we were all texting her. We were nervous about texting. We're like, well, we should leave her alone, but... We just wanted to make sure she was okay. She doesn't have a lot of friends, you know. Uh, just making sure everything was going smooth, and that was exciting. And so I was w listening to the Rutgers game on the radio the whole time. And I told my sister, "It's like so funny. I know college." Um, she's like, "Well, it's a pretty close game." I'm like, "Yeah, that happens the first game of the season, but you know that's why they're off the board because they're favored by so many points. They'll probably win 63 to seven. I think they won 65 to 13. So it was, you know, it's always the second half where those teams uh, pull away." And they managed to keep it close. Uh, by the way, my college pick yesterday, last week, I'm 1-0 so far. I picked Hawaii plus seven, plus seven and a half. They won the game 28-20. to 20. So I'm good. I'm 1-0. In my college picks this week, I think I'm going to take Rutgers. I think this will be their, probably their last win because then they got to start playing the Big Ten teams. Um I don't even know who they're playing. But they're just minus two. It's somebody lame. I can't think of who it is. 
you know, you can look it up if you're actually going to bet, so it doesn't matter. That's the pick this week. Rutgers going 2-0, and and then probably, you know, they got to play Ohio State. And, in fact, Hawaii, my pick from last week, do not pick them this week. They're playing Ohio State. I think in Ohio State they're going to get clobbered. It's going to be sick. Those are the national champs, and it's funny when Rutgers has to play Ohio State. They got to play Ohio State. They got to play Wisconsin. They got to play Michigan State. Hooey. It's tough being in the Big Ten, but it is exciting. And the reason I was so angry when I got here today was because I'm going to the Rutgers-Kansas game on September 26th. I've never been to a college tailgate or a college game before, if you can believe it, uh, football-wise. And I bought a grill at the stupid Home Depot here in Manhattan. I don't even know why there is a Home Depot here in Manhattan, but they had an internet special, and if you pick it up, there's you know no shipping costs are like... All right, I'll pick it up, whatever. I get there. It's like, it's out of the box. It's like, no, this this is the way we said it. Yeah, the one was Indian. I'm sorry, but I, you know, I love doing the imitation. No, this is the way we said it. And it's like, it's all scuffed up. And I'm like, well, this sucks because there was no indication. I just, I don't know. I was just getting angry at everything because I had to carry it home like an idiot. And it, no, that's why it's called the walkabout. You bring it. And it, I mean, I if it sounds prejudiced, I'm, that's the way she talked. So I had to carry the grill from 3rd Avenue and 59th Street, you know, like in the in the middle of, you know, rush hour. I just looked like an idiot carrying the grill. It's on wheels, but I was like carrying the grill to my house like a like a just felt like a moron. And it was making me angry, but then it's funny when I got back, um my doorman says, "No, he's uh it looks like you got something going on." And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I didn't think of it like that." I'm like, "Yeah, it probably looks like, oh, this guy's got something going on this weekend, something big. He's into barbecue." So maybe I should look at it that way. I don't know. Leave it to, uh, you know, the doorman to tell you, uh, you know, the most important things. Uh, but, you yeah, whatever. So I got, I mean, I got that. I also bought some uh, parking passes. It's costing me a fortune to go to this stupid game uh, because when I go to the Giants tailgates, everything's taken care of. Now, let me tell you something about what's happening in September, I mean, you know football starts tomorrow. That's crazy, right? Now, I, I have a little calendar that I printed out, and I just wrote all the stuff I'm doing. Now, this weekend, I got to go back to Jersey. I'm, I'm, I'm not finished with well, let me let me Let me finish my weekend. See, Sunday night, or Sunday morning, I went, and I, I kept coming home. So I came home Saturday night, spent some time with the cat, because I'm a mess. I don't know why. Then I went, I left at 7 in the morning, went down, made sure I went down to the beach to Long Branch with my friend, uh, Dr. David Elliott. And uh, went down to the beach to hang out and at 7 in the morning. So, because he likes to get up early. So I don't want to ruin his schedule just because, you know, I'm an idiot and I got like to spend time with my kid. Oh, what's the matter with me? You see what I'm saying? But that's so cute. So um, then we take a bike ride, and we go to get bagels, and then we go to the beach from 11 to 6. Me at the beach from 11 to 6 with my, my, my shirts off. I'm going in the water. What? This is crazy. This isn't Dave Jessica. I mean, this is, uh, you know, 1986, uh, 1990 Dave Jessica. Sure, he was a beach guy, you know. Um, then I don't know what happened. I moved to the city. Never went to the beach again. Except one time with Greg Giraldo after uh, – the late Greg Giraldo, after we went to Montreal, we went because uh, Caroline's was managing me, and I was friends with Caroline Hirsch at the time. 
and we went to her place in the Hamptons and uh, hung out. Me and Greg went in the water like right away, right off the plane. I think we were up all night long, and then we went in the water and had a really great day and a really fun time, and we were so happy, and, and now he's dead. He was a good man. It's too bad. And he was a really good comic, too. But whatever. I don't want to bring anybody down. But I was at the beach all day, and it was really fun, and she had a lot of hot girls. His wife had a bunch of hot, really pretty girls come, but apparently they're, like, Syrian, so they, you know... They're, I think they're Syrian Jews. But I might as well not be Jewish the way they were treating me. I mean, what is that about? I'm looking good, walking tall. I think I'm officer material. I mean, I don't understand, but... Um, I had a really good time. I was drinking. I drank a lot. They had uh, Fireball whiskey. I had that. They have a lot of tequila. I bought them a, like a, the skull of tequila because I know they have they have a wall of tequila. All the tequila the uh, that Don I don't know what I'm talking about. You know that stupid tequila that everybody likes now uh, that just pisses me off because I'm still a Cuervo guy. I can't help it. I'm an old man Cuervo guy. Tequila is supposed to be gold colored for me. Otherwise, if it's white, it's um, you know, it's uh, when it was white, it was always, uh, what do you call it? Uh, well, well tequila, you know, which was disgusting. So it's still in my head, just, just as if walking down Times Square, it's still 1977. So, you know me, I'm just a complete mess. But I drank all that. I was completely hammered. I mean, hammered. And then I uh, texted my old girlfriend, because that's what you do. But I really like her a lot. And I just really wanted to spend some time with her, and she was, you know, I, I just wrote her and told her, hey, I'm, I'm in the, the water with my shirt off. <laughs> I, I didn't think she'd respond to that, but uh, then I met her in Asbury Park, and we had a, a lovely time. I was angry, you know, again, I don't know why she likes me, because I met her at the bar, I had another beer, you know, I'm completely loaded, but I'm pretty good drunk, you know. Uh, and then I just got angry because the place, we were going to have dinner, but the place closed at 9. Okay, okay. Get ready. Place is called Brando's. It's in Asbury Park, New Jersey. It's called Brando's. When I looked up at the screen, they have three television screens. What did I see playing? I, it didn't occur to me. Godfather 1, Godfather 2, and Bronx Tale. All playing on three different screens. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know. That. Of course, it's called Brando's. Okay, makes sense. It's an Italian restaurant called Brando's. So I go up and I'm like, yeah, can we sit outside? It was 8.30. They're like, oh, we just did our last year. The kitchen, we, we closed. The restaurant closes at 9. And I'm like, 9? The restaurant closes at 9? Now, I don't want to be a New York snob, but 9 o'clock on a holiday weekend down the Jersey Shore, that's fucked up, right? They close at 9. So I was like, you close at 9? And the lady started getting angry. And she's like, yes, sir. I said we close at 9. I'm like, well, let me tell you something. I mean, I don't know why you'd close at nine right now. You're making me look ridiculous. And a man in my position can't be made to look ridiculous. And she was like, I don't know what to tell you, sir. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't understand what I just said? And she's like, what are you talking about? You just said you were looking ridiculous. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You don't know where that's from? I just quoted a line from The Godfather. You got it playing on a fucking loop over your head, dummy. I might not have cursed, but I was getting really angry because if you're going to play... If the place is called Brando's, you're going to play The Godfather continuously on a loop, and then I'm going to do a line to your stupid hostess, who's older. She was definitely not 22, because that I can understand. You better relax. 
You can close your place at 9 o'clock and I'm going to do a line from The Godfather. You're not going to get it. I hate you. So we got out of there quick. And we went to some French restaurant, which was a nightmare because, I, you know, I got a French restaurant across the street. It's got the same things. It's too expensive and it's stupid. So what did I order? I ordered, I don't know. I got confused. First, I had a Bloody Mary. What am I having a Bloody Mary? Because I couldn't drink anymore. I couldn't. I didn't know what to do. So I had a Bloody Mary. I'm like, I, I need tomato juice. And then I had a glass of wine. I mean, I was a mess. So I ordered, I, I just couldn't find anything I liked that uh, wasn't messy or stupid or was going to make me throw up. So I ordered... I said Coca Vin on the menu. I, 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 don't, I don't know what that is. All I know is my mother used to make it when I was a kid. It was horrible then. And I was like, well, they have to make it better than my mother made it because my mother's a horrible cook. A horrible cook. So let me try. It's chicken. And it looks, when you see it on the menu, it's like, oh, it's chicken. It's some wine. It's a, it looks like it's going to be delicious. But it sucked. And it's on the bone. It's like this boy. My mother used to make. Boiled chicken. My sister still likes it because she's a she's a mess. It, my mother used to cook as she was still in the depression. Make boiled chicken and and put ketchup on it instead of sauce. I mean, you got to be kidding me. You know what I'm saying? I I, I just I, and and it sucked. And it was like twenty nine dollars. I wonder if I picked it because it was cheaper than the other stuff. Oh, that's Jewy, isn't it? I might have. I might have gotten nervous about. Uh, finances at that point I'm not sure but anyway the meal was like a hundred dollars and I was just uh whatever I don't think I was ready to spend that 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 particular time but you know just on a Sunday late at night but it was great we got to sit outside Nasbury's really nice at least that portion was and it was kind of fun being there the waitress there was really nice so and uh Carrie looked very beautiful so it was a very fun time actually uh, but I was just making fun of that Coca Vin. Uh, Coca Vin. My mother was trying to get fancy. So I'm making Coca Vin. I mean, that, that, that was her like one attempt at like something interesting, and it was just horrible. Everything she made was absolutely horrible. And speaking of which, so Rosh Hashanah is coming up this week. So Sunday night is the first, you know, first night of Rosh Hashanah. Monday is the first day, which sucks because what am I supposed to be doing Monday? First night of Monday Night Football, best day ever, because there's two games. One at 7, one at 10.30. Late night kid, Dave Juskow. Can't wait. Can He can watch a whole other game at 10.30. You know, I'm always up late. I can't go to get wings. Because it's Rosh Hashanah. It's going to be at my mother's house. Oh! It's horrible scheduling. It's not anybody's fault, of course. It's just... Whatever. But, uh... Anyway, I'm cooking this year. Because I told my mother, I'm like, just Stop. She's like, I'm tired again. Everything's always cold. It's burnt. She makes me this chickens and peppers dish, which is supposed to be veal and peppers, but we both decided chicken's bad because I feel I always feel bad eating veal for some reason. But well, I know what the reason is. It's it's so sad. It's baby lamb. But I don't know. Chicken's the same. Why don't I feel bad about that? I don't know. So she makes this chicken and peppers. She used to make it okay. Now it's all burnt and it's absolutely horrible. So I'm making it this year. I got a recipe for it, and I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna make it. I'm going to make it on... Well, now I don't know when I'm going to make it. Jeff Ross's birthday is the 13th. I, you know, he's my... Even though I'm angry at him for what happened in Los Angeles, I still love the guy. And, uh, you know, he wants to... So I, he's like, I can't, I can't come out of Rosh Hashanah. It's not like he's doing something at the Friars Club. It's down the street. Maybe I'll stop by. I mean, I'd like to stop by, but it's like Rosh Hashanah. I feel bad, you know. 
I got to go. It's also my nephew's birthday. I mean, next Sunday, it's a, it's, a, it's a disaster for me. It's also the start of football season. I got to do all this nonsense. But I'm kind of glad. I don't want to be a slave to football this year. I don't want to be a slave to football. So, you know, I always say this, and I try it the first couple of weeks, and I'm like, oh, I'm not watching the game. But now I have, you know, you got your phone, you got everything. I mean, I can actually watch the game on my phone. You know, I got the NFL Network. I can watch the Red Zone Channel on my phone. So that's not horrible. I watch it when I'm driving. <laughs> Yay. I always, you know, I put it in the ashtray, and I sit there watching it, and it's great. Can you imagine? I can actually watch watch the game in my car. I know it's not a great move, but I try and listen to it, and then when I'm in a light or something, I can take a look. Whatever. So, I mean, that's – so this weekend, I mean, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm just so busy. I freaking get – You're heavy. you got to lose some weight. So this is my calendar, right? So, all right, next week, Rosh Hashanah, right? So I'm cooking already. It's not even a tailgate, right? But listen to this, right? So the, so the, ninth, so the 18th, it's like a busy week. The 18th, I have to go, and i got no choice in it. I have to go see Scotty, little Scotty Gornstein. You know, he's a big part of our show. Done, done me a favor, you know, he's Liza Minnelli's publicist. We've had him on the show many times. I got to go see his new client. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? Have you had enough to eat? I got to see his new client sing Judy Garland songs. <laughs> now, granted, I probably do like it, but it's 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 pretty much as gay as it gets, I guess. And I got to do that on Friday night. It's also expensive, so it's really annoying, but I have no choice. He's like, I will expect you to be there. What are you going to do? He's been very nice to me and very good. He's trying to get us, give us press, and he's adorable. The next day, I got to wake up early. I got my nephew's bar mitzvah. I got to go. That's a whole day affair. That ends late. Then I got to go back home, and then that Sunday, I'm doing Giants-Falcons. I'm doing the whole tailgate, I'm taking my friend Ashley, I think, to the game. I think she's coming to the bar mitzvah with me. I'll tell you, that girl Ashley, remember I went to City Island with her last week, and... um you know, we had those, like, two tins of seafood and, and clams and lobster tails. And, oh, my God, it was amazing. And she was the perfect girl to bring because this is what she said later. Because we want to make a date for P.F. Chang's, you know, because she appreciates P.F. Chang's. So already I'm obviously in love with her. Um, you, you know, that's only me you're going to meet that likes P.F. Chang's and, you know, my friend Ashley. And she goes, well, now that I know that you can eat like me, you know, properly – that you can take it, you know, like she, that I can eat a lot and be cool with it. Like she's, I'm like, oh my God, you're wonderful. Now we can hang out, you know, like I'm like, oh my God, she likes to eat. It's tough meeting a girl that likes to eat. And she likes seafood and everything. So anyway, doing Giants Falcons on Sunday, that's after the bar mitzvah. I mean, that's just, and remember, you know, these are my favorite weekends in the fall. Gaying it up Friday night, manlying it up Sunday day classic now that week is completely manly but to kick it off with the gayest of gay songs by judy garland somewhere over the rainbow thank you ladies and gentlemen way up you know when judy said to me i believe it was um meet me in st louis where judy finally got her comeuppance in life I mean, you know it's gonna be like that I'm going to be laughing for all the wrong reasons and the right reasons. Uh, so that's how I'm kicking off this unbelievable manly week 
it's, it's the strangest week of all time. Starting on September 18th, okay? 19th Bar Mitzvah. I mean, what a strange week, right? Gang it up, 18th, 19th Bar Mitzvah, Sunday, Giants-Falcons, complete tailgate, wasted, the whole nine yards. Monday, Monday Night Football, chicken wings, right? Tuesday, 22nd, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur night, no eating. I mean, I, I mean, I get to eat a lot, and then there's no eating Wednesday. So that Wednesday, the 23rd, I, I got to do the podcast on my own. It's Yom Kippur. I'll do it after I, uh, I'll definitely do it after I eat, because you don't want to hear a podcast with somebody who hasn't eaten. Because I do uh, not eat. Maybe I don't go the full 24 hours, but I do the best I can. You can't eat or drink on Yom Kippur, so I'm definitely doing a solo show that day, which is fine. That's why I definitely want to guess next week and the week after, but, you know, it's Yom Kippur. You're not going to get a lot of guests. Um, well, clearly, I guess I could get Jeff Ross since he doesn't seem to care about the holiday. But, uh, so then, so, so right? So it's all a complete eating frenzy. Giants, Falcons, right? Tailgate, 21st, chicken wings, and then all of a sudden, no eating for two days. Then Thursday, get ready. Giants, Redskins. I'm going to the 8.30 game. You know I don't usually like that. I usually like the 1 o'clock games. Going to the 8.30 game with Lee Maracus and his wife and, uh, you know, all the guys. And first, I'm going to do the Artie Lang show, which tapes in Hoboken. I'm going to do his podcast. I'm going to do Artie's podcast at like 1.30 in the afternoon. Finishes at 3. I'll go right over to the Meadowlands at 3 o'clock. I'll have a five-hour tailgate. It'll be amazing. I usually don't like the 8.30 games, but it should be. The weather should be perfect. And, you know, I don't like the nighttime stuff, but I'll get there in the daytime. So that sounds awesome. Okay? Then Friday, relax, possibly cook, get stuff together. Because Saturday, Rutgers, Kansas. Rutgers, Kansas, got a tailgate, got to prepare stuff. Never done the tailgate at uh, college before. That's why I was buying this stupid barbecue. And so three tailgates in one week. Three football games, two pro one college, one calendar week. Rutgers, Kansas. Right after that, I'm going to Irene's house, Pendulum Irene Bremis, uh, for a party right after. I am partying it up. I am going to do pretty much what a 22-year-old should be doing, but I assume on the 27th will be my funeral. <laughs> so let me tell you, the, tw- the 30th, should be a very interesting podcast. I will explain the week. Um, but yipes. That's a lot of partying. That's a lot of partying. It's a lot of eating. But I'm like totally excited. <laughs> it's total partying. Total eating. And then a Jewish holiday in between. Where you don't eat. I mean, is that that's so crazy. It's completely fascinating to me. And I'm very excited about it. Um, very excited about it. Uh, let's just talk about a couple things before we are going to switch over to television. Yes, it's time. But just a couple things. Last night, the Mets. The Mets. We're going to have to talk about the Mets because they're going. They're going to the playoffs. They're definitely going to go. I can say it. I think I can. I think I can. I know they always mess it up, but I really think it'll work out. Last night, what an amazing game. Matt Harvey's a mess. His agent called up. He's like, he's not playing after 180 innings. And then there's this whole problem, and he's their 
ace pitcher and maybe not so much anymore. And so all this talk, he's like, don't worry, I'll pitch in the playoffs. All this nonsense, the talk, the nonsense. Finally comes down, let's pitch, gives up seven runs. All of a sudden, he's a bag of shit. Matt Harvey, the guy that's going to lead us to the promised land, is a bag of shit. But in unmets fashion, they come back and win the game 8-7 to seven last night. It was a miracle against the Nationals, the team that they're trying to distance themselves from in the division, and now the Mets are up by six games. It's unbelievable. If they win tonight, they'll have swept them. They're up by seven games with, like, 20 to go. And, oh, my God, I really want to go to a Mets playoff game. It's going to be a great October. Mets and the Yankees, that's going to be sick. That's going to be sick. I'm not going to be able to schedule anything. It's going to be a disaster because everything I schedule is going to be like, oh, no. And then even going for the Wings is going to be tough because then, you know, you got Monday Night Football and the Yankees and the Mets. Oh, boy. But I'll just go late. Also, last night, you know, this is the best time of the year. All these sports come together. It's the best. Um, the U.S. Open yesterday. Oh, it's, it's great. You know, tennis, baseball, football. It's really exciting. The U.S. Open yesterday. Venus Williams against Serena Williams. Serena trying to go for greatness, making, uh, you know, the Grand Slam in a calendar year. The only person to stand in her way. I mean, she hasn't made it to the finals yet, but the real own, you know, the people who are going, I don't know the people's name. They're not as great as her sister could have possibly been for her, but she, uh, she didn't dispose of her. She did, uh, Serena won the first set, and then uh, Venus won the second one wholeheartedly. She commanded it, and then Serena took the third set and uh, won the match. Uh, it's great stuff. I, I remember th- when I first started liking sports, 1991 was a really – was it 19 19- – 1991 was a great year for me, right? Because the Giants had won the Super Bowl in January. And I was dating this girl who I really liked a lot. And she was living in this place that I really liked. And I think I'd moved back in with my parents at that point. I was in Queens. I hated a story. I moved back for like a year to just get things together again, which was... I was really happy there, even, you know, the, my dad was still there. If my dad was dead, it would have been probably would have stayed there forever. But, uh, <laughs> sorry. But... I was dating this girl, and she, she was cool. She had this place, her own place in, like, New Brunswick, New Jersey. And um, she was real fun. And I'll, I remember this time of the year. It was, like, right... It was, it was Labor Day. It was Labor Day. I'll never forget. It was... Um, Jimmy Connors was making a comeback in the U.S. Open. And uh, it was really exciting. And then the Giants had just won the Super Bowl, so I had tickets. My friend Chris Donahue got us tickets to opening day for the Giants, the opening day Super Bowl champs. And they won and covered. I remember they played the San Francisco 49ers. And we had horrible seats, but it didn't matter. It was, like, so much fun. And it was beautiful. And just, like, so much. And I just remember, wow, this is great. All this, like, sports action. It's super fun. And uh, I don't know. Just something about the fall, which is great. This, this, um, this area in the country is really great. And you can really appreciate the the seasons here, you know. Um, even though L.A., I mean, Pasadena was probably the most beautiful weather I've ever seen in my life. Um, and it would be great to have that every day. But the change of the season sometimes, you know, at the beginning is very fun. And then it just, I mean, the, the perfect way to live is to leave town after the Super Bowl pretty much. Really after New Year's and go to Los Angeles or Pasadena. I don't know. I guess that's apparently where I want to live. Uh, from January to, to, to basically June but let's say May, and then come back here and, you know, wait it out. I mean, that would be uh, – I guess a lot of people do that, and um, it seems like the perfect existence. 
But uh, wanted to talk about that, and I'm glad I did because I'm glad I didn't have any guests. Look, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going crazy. So now let's talk about the uh, NFL. You know, I'm just I'm so excited about the Jets uh, because you know I'm so glad. You know, I, I'm so glad that Geno Smith is out and. He's just a horrible person. I'm excited. But, you know, there's this piece of paper that I've been waiting to hold from Sports Illustrated that I've been waiting to talk about until the season starts with, you know, I'm obsessed with Joe Namath and, you know, just in in his day and how interesting he was. And there's a legendary picture from 1965 where he's sitting in Miami and he's just in his bathing suit and all these reporters are around him. He's just lounging around. It's awesome. And Darrell Rivas did the exact same photo. Uh, for the 2015 Sports Illustrated cover. In fact, he did the exact cover that Namath, the exact face that Namath did on the cover of the 1965 Sports Illustrated. But the best part is, is that Revis is sitting in the chair with the Jets and all the reporters around him all smiling and laughing, and Joe Namath is sitting right next to him. And I can't tell you how happy that makes me that Revis has the respect for Joe Namath and, and that Revis who, you know, did his thing, and he, and he won his Super Bowl, and now he came back to the Jets because he just wants to be a Jet. Let's see what uh, our friend of the Boston Globe, Mr. John Vitti. And, uh, John, how are you? Very well, thank you. <laughs> it's like anybody I first talked to, I have to do the voice. I don't know what it is. Dave, I'm just glad to be the first three-time caller for the, the only all-nude podcast that I know of. <laughs> it's not all-nude! You crazy oh. galoot. I would like to talk to you about several things. First of all, I mean, we're talking about I'm finally going to get in. I mean, I can't believe it. Starting tomorrow, we tape on Wednesday. Starting tomorrow, the NFL begins. It's back. I can't even believe it. I can't stand it. I can't take it. I can't even believe that it's happening. It's a beautiful thing. Ruined by the Thursday night opener once again. I agree. Of course, I'm in agreement. That stupid Thursday night opener. It's funny what you said yesterday to me in an email. You said, I hate the Thursday night opener but I don't mind the other Thursday night games. I think I feel completely similar. I mean, I don't care for the Thursday night games, but I do believe in the purity of the Sunday 1 o'clock kickoff for all the seasons. It's just a lot of fun. It's a, it, it could be a fun day. Everybody can plan their schedule. The whole world can start at 1 o'clock on Sunday, and for the people who do fantasy, they can do that. their drafts on Saturday night, and... Uh, Every, it's just a one day that everybody's on the same page at the same time. And Thursday night, people have stuff. There's things to do. There's there's homework to do. There's sleep. There's uh, you know there's podcasts to tape. And, and there's, there's there's things like that going on. And it just ruins it. It's not. There's already. It's it doesn't win you anything. I don't think. I don't I mean, think anybody is clam- I don't think anyone's ever said, boy, I wish we'd get that first game three days earlier. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sure people have said, like, wouldn't it be fun if there was Tuesday night football? I mean, I'm sure people have said it, and that's how this happened in the first place. So everybody just keep your mouth shut. Now, anyway, the first game is your beloved Patriots, who, as everybody, uh, the rest of the country knows, is a bag of shit. But I'm going oh, to take them because I, I have a theory that the Super Bowl winners cover the spread in the first game, and then they usually go downhill after that. That's a good theory. It's a pretty good theory, except this year everything was such a mess with them. Who knows what they're concentrating on? My guess is that Tom Brady has something to prove, and he's just going to go ballistic. Right. I think what you'll see tomorrow is um, – I think what you're going to see – you're going to see that more in the first three, four, five games. So if they have um, 
let's say, uh, Tennessee. I think they have Tennessee coming up at some point. Um, instead of them pulling Brady with a 21 nothing lead or 28 nothing lead, he's going to run it up to 75 nothing. Right. And I think, I think that's where you're going to see the the get back and the revenge. I think that's where – I think they're going to – the first night will be – they're just going to want to win and get out of it and survive. But the rest of the, 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 rest of the season, they're going to – early on. They're favored. Just, they're favored by seven. That's, uh, that's quite yeah. a bit for the first game, you know. But I think that's about right. I think it's about so. right. A home game. The Steelers are good, but not great. Um, I heard they have a lot of injuries of, as well. Yeah. My, I mean, my, my theory was always, with, I think people forget that the odds, the Las Vegas odds are not a predictor. They're just trying to find the number where people bet on both sides. So they know people are going to bet heavy on the Pats. All, they always bet heavy on the Pats. Excellent. Like they always bet heavy on the Yankees, the Giants, and that's and that's not an indicator of what the game is really. It's where the money is, not where the 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 the, the strength of. The All right, is. let me ask you the big probing question that I just read today, and I didn't hear anything about this. Uh, Tom Brady and Giselle uh, denials their marriage is troubled. What? <laughs> Well, they say they went to this. this there's a uh, a service, a nanny service that does the celebrities. That uh, I guess it helped Ben Affleck. So they get the Oh, come on! Ah, knock it off! <laughs> no, no, seriously. Did you hear anything about that? I just heard about that today. I've never heard that before. Well, uh, this is this is new this week, and it's a typical. Do you think denial. that's why she got her tits done? Because uh, she's ready to step out? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> That's the first thing to go. My friend Marina Franklin was on the show a couple of weeks ago. She goes, yeah, I get all thin when I know I'm going to leave a guy. I'm getting ready. <laughs> we had her say, she's like, this is not for you. This is for, so, this is for the next guy. Maybe that's what she's doing. Maybe that's, uh, but you haven't heard anything else? You don't know why they're, um... I mean, how can two perfect people be angry at each other? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Who else are they going to go out with? Well, I mean, anyone they want, but. Well, you know what I'm saying. Who's going to put up with the non... Well, actually, any... You know what? This question is... Uh, <laughs> I guess it's rhetorical. It has no end. Now, if this, was, if this was like one of those great... You know, like a, it was a good Showtime series, and this is where Goodell, like, shows up. You have the, you cut to the scene with Goodell showing up with, with Giselle and, like, bringing her flowers and candy and the door closes <laughs> slowly while the credits run. That's funny. Uh, all right. Well, just uh, really quickly, um, you know, I was thinking of betting all the underdogs this week because I really don't have any idea... What's going to happen? You cannot choose from last year of what happened or anything like that. You know, it's always the first week is always, I think, unpredictable. Do you think if I choose all the underdogs, that's the way to go? I think so, but I also don't think there's a lot of, I think football, there's not a lot of huge change from season to season, especially not this year. Um, I think the teams who were good last year are going to be the teams that are good this year. I don't think anybody is going to be surprisingly no six and ten teams going to be twelve and four this year. Okay, so well, in I, that in that situation, then I I would doing the wrong thing. I got to repick. Well, yeah, I guess so. Who is your pick coming out of the East? To win the out of, out of the AFC. The AFC East. No, the AFC total. Who's going to go? Who's going to represent the AFC for the Super Bowl? I have no idea. I can't answer huh? that question. I mean, I always want it to be the Jets. I mean, no, it won't be Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, you know, I, you know, I just, I don't want to say it. It's probably the stupid Patriots again. How can it not be? They're not awesome. The I hate them, not but the, they are awesome. Not the Broncos, not the Colts. 
I think the Broncos, unfortunately, and I love Peyton Manning, but I think it's over. And yeah. uh, I mean, the Colts can, but nobody's going to beat the Patriots. They're the they're the shit, and I hate them. And there's nothing I can do about it. Well, maybe that Goodell Giselle thing will be uh, at for a, a fun season. For that's them. the only way. That's the only thing we can hope is that Goodell <laughs> is, Goodell is so is so charming that he uh, he takes Giselle away, and, and and Tom Brady's furious, and he can't play anymore. That's all we can hope for. All right, John Vitti from the Boston Globe, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast on the first day of NFL football. So exciting. We'll talk to you probably throughout the season. And thank you so much for your time. Okay, now for the big news. It wasn't worth it to tell John about it, but, you know, we're trying again. The pendulum pick. We are trying again. I'm giving her one more chance. I was angry at her, and I was going to move on. She was so angry. Irene, our friend Irene Bremis, who's been on the show multiple times and is a wonderful guest, you know, crazy Irene with a stupid pendulum. I said, are you sure you can do this because you stink? And, you know, the day I started writing to the post that the pendulum was making amazing picks, of course, she started losing. She went on a complete losing streak. So I don't trust this pendulum anymore, but I'm giving her another chance. I was going to move on to this girl that apparently was supposed to be better, and she got really angry. So I'm like, fine, we'll try it one more time. And she swears... She swears up and down that this is the pick, what I'm about to give you. I gave her the pick. We're not doing the spreads. I mean, I would like that, but I picked the game that is a pick game, which is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Houston Texans. It is a pick game. The pendulum pick this week, which I will put actual money on because then I can take it out on her for the rest of the year. The pendulum pick is the Houston Texans. She swears up and down the pendulum pick, the Houston Texans against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, making that... Ma- well, I don't know. Do I make my key pick this week? You know, I got the pool all going and stuff, so I got those people that are pissing me off. You know, in my football pool, I ask people to send pictures. Is that such a big deal in this day and age to send a goddamn photo? I want to kick so many people out of the pool, but... I try and be polite. And what the thing is, what I'm saying is, uh, I got to make a key pick in the pool. And I want to pick the Patriots because I like to pick the Super Bowl champs, but do I pick the pendulum pick? I don't know. Maybe I should just pick the Patriots and go with the pendulum pick. Of course, I actually like the pendulum pick. Like, I, I agree with the pendulum pick. I wasn't positive, but, you know, I've been watching the Texans on... Uh, Hard knocks and stuff. But, you know, that always fools you. Every time I've watched them, uh, the teams haven't been very good. So I'm not sure. There's always something involved with that. But all right, let's um, – I think we're uh, right on target here. Let's move on to – oh, uh, that's what I wanted to tell you also. Uh, I know we didn't talk that much about football, but, I mean, I don't really have – I, I can't give you any more picks because I, I really just don't know. I'm sorry. I'm giving you the Texans. I'm giving you the Patriots and Rutgers. Next week, we'll we'll do better. We'll do better. We'll know some more stuff. I'll tell you how I did. Uh, I might change my picks. I, I'm sorry I can't give it to you. I, I was doing the blog thing where you could look at the picks last year, but I don't feel like doing it. It was too much trouble. I don't think anybody cared. But um, I also got into the Staten Island pool, um, a, a Monday night pool that I'm in with my friend Caitlin and Joe Messina. And they do it like a Super Bowl box, and we just—it's uh, two hundred fifty dollars 
and it plays every Monday, and they get new numbers every Monday and two championship games. So I'm very excited about that. I don't have my numbers yet for this Monday, but totally waiting for them and excited. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in 2015... everybody and welcome to the television portion of the Dave Juskow podcast now last year you know we switched over at the exact 30 minute mark I don't care I don't care I've got to do my show the way I feel like doing it and if you don't like football talk and if you don't like television talk I don't know what to tell you I got to do it the way it makes me happy and the funny thing is who likes television talk nobody likes it I'm the last person to watch network television I want to call the networks tomorrow and tell them you should pay me. I'm the only person watching. <laughs> My cat just fell off the table. What an idiot. I mean, I'm the last person watching. I'm the last person who cares, but I can't help it. I'm completely fascinated with the new lineup like I have as a kid, which I explained in the first episode of last season, where I used to worship the TV guide coming as a little boy and then see all the new shows and the pictures and you know, make a list of who's in and who's out. And where I was right or where I was wrong. Now, this year, there, uh, we're starting with Sunday night. We do one a week and maybe next week we won't. But we'll continue the week after. It doesn't matter. There's only like five nights really. It's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I guess Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Well, Saturday is a mix. So it's like six days, six nights. Now, on Sunday, we start with Sunday. Sunday, there's only three new shows. And I'll tell you right now. They ain't going anywhere. These shows sound like they suck. Uh, I give them a month or two. There's actually two new shows starting immediately, and then there's one that's coming out, you know, like more in the spring. Only two new shows. Can you imagine that on a Sunday? That's the usual stuff. I mean, ABC has their Once Upon a Time, which is doing very well, and then that Gallivant, they renewed it, you know, giving it another chance, and that's in the break of Once Upon a Time. Uh, and then CBS has Madam Secretary and The Good Wife and, and that new CSI Cyber, which all the CSI is do okay. And then they're making the CSI Goodbye movie, um, where uh, which is on September 27th, the last episode after 15 years. And then Ted Danson is going to move to CSI Cyber, which is a very smart move. And then Fox. Fox um, is keeping their lineup. The, uh, you know, they got their... the. Simpsons, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Family Guy, and then they're going to keep The Last Man on Earth, which was pretty good. I saw every episode last year. It's a little frustrating, but it's a good show. So there's only three new shows, and they're only on ABC. ABC's the only one with new Sunday shows. The first one is called Blood and Oil. Now, you know I like reading the descriptions because they just sound horrible. So can't you see that they're canceled right away? Um... The series follows a young couple who moved to Williston, North Dakota, already on board, after the biggest oil discovery in American history. The series features an ensemble cast headed by Don Johnson, blah, 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 uh, and Scott Michael Foster has his villainous son, Wick, and uh, an illegitimate blah, 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 sounds horrible, illegitimate daughter who has an affair with his personal driver, and the guy who leads a triple life, Trace Crawford from... Go, uh, God, Gossip Girl. He's a very handsome fellow. He's in it too, but 
this just looks like it sucks. And uh, the best part is, here's the the backstory. It was uh, in September of 2011, ABC bought the script, and then it didn't order a pilot, and then it moved to the USA Network, and they kept changing the title. It was called Boom. And then... And then it was never, and then they brought it back to ABC and it was never filmed. And now they're deciding it's going to be okay. Well, let me tell you, when stuff like that happens, uh, it usually crashes and burns. I'll give it a month and a half. At 10 o'clock on Sundays on ABC, Quantico. Now, you've been seeing stuff for that uh, all over town on buses. It is. Um, it concerns a group of young Federal Bureau of Investigation recruits who are training at the FBI Training Academy in Quantico, Virginia. And there you go, Quantico. Now, that doesn't sound like a horrible premise, but eh, I don't feel it's going to make it. I do not feel it's going to make it. They're calling it a uh, Grey's Anatomy meets Homeland. Don't see it. I'm sorry. They they got a lot of ABC's got a lot of problems on that Sunday nights. I I don't see it. And then when that takes a break because they think they only have a limited amount of episodes because they kind of want to do it like uh, you know like how to get away with murder where it's a limited number of episodes. In that sense, it can work possibly because it's a limited number of episodes. Uh, so when that's over, they have a show called The Family, an upcoming American political drama series follows the return of the mayor's young son who was presumed dead after disappearing over a decade earlier. The series stars Joan Allen as the villainous Claire Warren, ambitious and manipulative mayor of the fictional city Red Pines, California. (laughs) And matriarch of the Warren family who announces her candidacy for governor when her son Adam returns after having been kidnapped from 12 years period. I'm sorry, didn't we just read that from the Blood and Oil kind of... Wait, isn't it? Those are stars who... Didn't 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 we just say? I could have sworn we just said that uh, one of them. The, no, I guess not. I don't know. I th- I thought they were the exact same thing. I don't know. Um, that show looks like it'll go nowhere too, and nobody cares about Joan Allen, and it's just um, I don't know. Sounds horrible. I'm sorry. I I don't think any of them are going to last very long. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you look at last seasons where I was correct about everything, uh, last season. Secrets and Lies was on ABC over the spring. That's what the the family is. And that lasted. That actually worked because it was a limited series. People seemed to like it. And they're moving it to Wednesday. You know, I love this, too, like where the series, where do they move? Uh, You know, they try and think like, well, maybe it'll work Wednesdays better. So this is moving in between breaks of Nashville um, onto Wednesday nights on ABC. And Battle Creek was... uh, in the spring of CBS and Battle Creek starring Josh Dumel followed the mismatched partnership of a police detective FBI agent in Battle Creek, Michigan. CBS announced after only nine episodes aired that Battle Creek would end after 13 episodes and not continue for a second season. Well, everybody knew that, including your friend Dave Jessica, who told you when it happened. Now, Mulaney, you know, listen, if you're a fan of this show, you heard the first 30 episodes where I was just going crazy on Mulaney. 
Mulaney. Every friend I had, they're like, oh, don't be mean to Mulaney. Mulaney's a great guy. Well, that show sucked. And I'm not even going to go over it because you know how I feel about it. The fact that it even lasted uh, as long as it did with like six episodes, uh, I was surprised. And the show suffered from low ratings and poor critical reviews and was canceled January of 2015. I can't believe it was only canceled January of 2015. It should have been canceled in October. Remember, it started at 9.30 on the, in the fall on Fox, then moved to 7.30 uh, and then 7 o'clock in the winter and then just finally got canceled. I mean, when it moves around like that, it's a disaster. NBC on Sundays back a year ago had AD The Bible uh, in the spring. Remember, I told you that would probably be canceled. Um, I thought maybe it might not, but we said, there, you know, it began airing on Easter Sunday against the Ten Commandments and... Um, you know, we were going to see which one worked and uh, didn't work out. American Odyssey, I also said, was a bag of shit. They just kept promoting the hell out of it. And uh, NBC canceled the series after one season, as I predicted, because basically everything sucks. So then the question is, well, why am I watching these shows? I don't know. And and the funny thing is, I know there's other shows coming up that I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to watch so many shows? You know, I have my regulars, um, you know, The Flash and stuff. And remember also last season, The Mentalist was on too, which uh, if you saw the Stephen Colbert show last night, they made fun of that, which was very funny. I thought it was pretty good. I watched this first episode of the Stephen Colbert show. But uh, let us uh, let me just play this clip for you because uh, it's completely relevant to, I don't know how these shows get on the air. Okay, how's it going? Hi, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good. What do you got for me? Okay, here it is. The Graduate. Part two. You know, that's my favorite. The Graduate Part Two. I mean, really? I mean, that's what they're doing. They're like, okay, what it is, is there's a big oil rig that takes place. Or I, I don't know. You know, when these people pitch shows, and these are horrible ones, they're not even fun to make fun of. They're just going to die and burn, and they spend so much money on it to where they could be uh, feeding a small nation for these failed ones. You know, they're probably spending $100 million on these shows that go nowhere and that suck. I mean, really, don't you think the network should just pay me and I'll just say, like, no, that's a horrible idea. Now, I know I'm not in their demographic, but the fact of the matter is, why are they catering to 18 to 34-year-old kids? Those kids don't buy shit. I do. I buy stuff. I have money to buy stuff. Why aren't they catering to me? And who? what 18 to 34-year-old is watching network television? They got it all backwards. What what the hell's the matter with everybody? Am I the only one that sees this? I don't know. My cat's on my paper again. Give me this one. Ow! Hate you. And yet, I love her. No, I think I went through everything. I think that's it. Oh, I got so one other thing I wanted to talk about just really quick, uh, just because it's funny. Remember the uh, the woman who wouldn't give out a gay marriage license, uh, Kim Davis, because, uh, you know, she doesn't believe in that, and she was in the Kentucky County Clerk's office, and she just wouldn't give them out. She's like, I'm sorry, that's not my belief. Now, first of all, don't not give them out. You got to just quit, you know, if, if that's your belief. Um, well, anyway, she got out of jail today, I guess on bail, and her husband picked her off, pick, picked her up, and you have to go on your computer and look up the picture of them, of her husband picking her up. He is wearing 
overalls and a hat and he if it's a joke it's the funniest thing I've ever seen if it's if it's not a joke and that's his true you know outfit then you're getting our favorite song yeah, I mean, wait, wait, if, if you look at the picture, you'll laugh even harder. And, you know, look at it while this music is playing. And uh, I mean, that's exactly who you expect you, you expect not to give out a gay marriage license. I mean. Uh, I'm actually mad at the Kentucky government for thinking, to, for putting them in jail. If you see a picture of these two in the paper, what are you bothering them for? They are not going to give out gay marriage licenses. <laughs> you just look at their outfit and they're going to be like, I don't appreciate the gay, the homosexuals coming over. Now I think I'm doing Bill Cosby, but you know what I'm saying. I don't appreciate the gay couples coming up. If you actually want to do some fucking. You got to slip them a Mickey, and that's the way. They won't be gay no more, because I'll, I'll fuck them good in the vagina when they're passed out. I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry, everybody. I love it. He's bound to down, load them up and truck it. We going to do what they say can't be done. I got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Watch old bandit run. All right, everybody, I think that's our show for this week, if you can believe it. I mean, we got a big week coming up. Football starts tomorrow. Taping this on a Wednesday. It's football week in America. Week one. It's exciting. We're back. The network television show start. It's Dave Juskow season. It's Dave Juskow season. I'd like to thank my guest, John Finney. Next week, you can expect the brilliance of who is Lenny Marcus, the great comedian, and uh, works with the Giants eight times a year at the home games. Boy, that is a sweet magic job. I love that kid. The week after that, of course, Yom Kippur. I'll be by myself, and I believe the week after that, we will have comedian Gary Goldman as our guest. So we will see you next week of the Dave Juskow Show. Head out.